1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
0: Believe.
1: Oh, hit it! Oh, baby, what a play!
0: This is Jeff Bedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe on this week's show? former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio, and I recap Sunday's win against the Los Angeles Rams and preview the AFC Championship game rematch against the Cincinnati Bengals. But first, Joe, um, off air last week, we were talking about Thanksgiving. You were talking about John Madden, and you said you had actually been on the Madden bus.
1: I have been on the Madden cruiser. Uh, He came and did a game. Um, I don't think it was the game that I scored in where John Madden actually like said my name on national television, which was like literally one of my all time thrills, right. That's to hear, so cool. go back and listen to a recording of John Madden, you know, announce your name is getting a touchdown and not like a holding call, which was pretty <laughs> damn amazing. Um, but yeah, so he, he pulled up early. We were, cause you know, he used to obviously car- drive that thing everywhere and he'd always get to the cities that he was working in early and he pulled up at the old complex that, you know, is down half a mile three quarters from the stadium where we used to you know work out on the field and there it was the Madden cruiser and he's like he let us go on it and it was uh the it was team? I believe the whole team went on he just or? like he just kind of let he just kind of let people go in and out and see yeah. it you know not you know he didn't we weren't he didn't drive us all back to the stadium from the workout <laughs> facility now that would have been a treat right because uh you know we used to have to drive our own cars back and forth from the workout facility in full pads like imagine imagine you're like a visitor to Arrowhead like complex and you see like four guys in a car in full pads driving through the parking lot. Like it it was crazy. And one, one year, uh, Lamar hunt let us use the, um, the the tram cars from worlds of fun, uh, from the amusement park. So guys, imagine that, imagine seeing like 15 professional football players on a, on a worlds of fun amusement park tram car, Going down the parking lot through you know the tailgating area you know, down were to the, the facility. Tram cars like kind
0: of golf cart, go kart. What were the trams? No,
1: cars? they were like it was like that. You know, sometimes at a, at like a big amusement park, like a Disney World or or like a Six Flags, like they have those those trams that will take you way out to like parking lot Z. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, like and they'll come and they'll swoop around and and pick you up and you just jump on and off. Um. So yeah, so it was like a it was like a giant golf cart with like maybe eight or nine cars attached to it you know tram cars yeah so yeah I mean I remember driving over there and pick up to the back of pickup trucks like you know just any way to get over the facility because we just practiced there we didn't do anything there we just went we had to get to the field so it's crazy and like
0: now when they have the swank new training oh, where they don't yeah after they park just... park there in the morning and they can just hang out all all, there, all day well all
1: yeah like I was talking with uh, Mike Davidson the retired equipment manager. Uh, when I was out for the alumni game and he was saying that every game is an away game basically, because even the home games are technically air quote away games because they have to take all the equipment that is in the training complex over to Arrowhead. Very, mm-hmm. I, I think very rarely players are in Arrowhead anymore except for games. Right. Because right. all the executive offices and, and everything are over at the, uh, at the complex, you know, down the road.
0: Well, it's a different world, and we're we'll get obviously more into the X's and O's of the previous game and the exciting game against the Bengals. But first, basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You've always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information. BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, Joe, uh, you know, not a whole lot to discuss about the Rams game. They're they're a shell of the team that just won the Super Bowl. Third string quarterback, makeshift offensive line, no Cooper Cup. But Joe, I'm worried about the Chiefs special teams. I I think the Chiefs are the most complete team in the NFL, offense, defense. But special teams could really cost them the playoffs. It's not just the inexplicable decision to continue using this guy more on punt returns. But the Rams converted a fake punt. And that's the second time that's happened against the Chiefs. And, and it's weird. I thought Dave Tobe was one of the best special teams coordinator in the coordinators in the business. I even wrote a column back in the day for the National Football Post. Our good friend Adam, Andrew Brandt there who ran that. Anyhow, for a column, I, I wrote how he deserved to be a head coach. But Joe, the unit has been subpar all year, what what are your thoughts and your level of concern?
1: Well, it is concerning. Um, let me give Dave. I'm not letting him off the hook uh, because because com- because comparatively speaking, right? Everything is comparative, right? Nowadays, because you have to look at what you know all the other special teams are doing and and, and kind of compare. And you're always going to have a bell curve, right? You're always going to have your top ten your bottom 10, and then everybody in the middle, right? So uh, about about performers. In, in any sport, whether it's in the standings or whether it's, you know, y- y- even, even when you're looking at the world's elite, like the World Cup right now from a soccer perspective, right? There has to be a worst team and there has to be a best team, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all relative. So I want to give Dave a little bit of some benefit of some doubt and just give listeners some insight into how hard it is to manage special teams in this environment in the NFL. It's darn near impossible to get players out there who are not players that you're worried about either getting hurt or overusing them um, because with the depth that we have right now in, in in the NFL, when you look at at the roster makeup, okay, and if we were to plot out every NFL team, no matter how much their team likes to spend money or doesn't like to spend money, you're going to have 20% of the players making 80% of the money as a general rule, mm-hmm. okay? It's just, it's just pure math, right? It's called Pareto's Law, right? In life, 20% of things usually account for 80% of other things, right? You know, your best employees, 20% of your Top twenty percent of your employees do eighty percent of the work, right? And everybody else is just kind of there. Mm-hmm. And 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 in the NFL, sometimes you know, you get some teams, Jeff, where it's like ten percent of your players are making ninety percent of the money. Well, don't forget there's a cap. Mm-hmm. There is a bucket of money that mathematically gets eaten away when you're paying Patrick Mahomes a half a billion dollars, mm-hmm. or you're paying this rookie Jones. this big guy. Yeah. Christian. Like it starts adding up. So what happens, Jeff? It's finite. There's it's it's like when I was a little kid, we used to, we used to, we used to play, it was called rotisserie baseball. And we would all get a hundred pennies and we would bid on players and we would keep stats. It was like the precursor to fantasy football. Kansas City listeners remember George Brett. Let's say George Brett's in the prime of his day and somebody bids 25 cents, and then somebody says, Well, I'll give you 28 pennies. Next thing you know, the bid goes up to 50 pennies and you're left with 50 pennies to round out the rest of your roster. Mm -hmm. It's no different, right? That visual is no different for a capologist who works for the Kansas city Chiefs. So this story is going somewhere, Jeff. It's a, it was a slow, I I, see
0: where you're going. It's a great analogy.
1: It was a slow week with the Rams, right? Big win. We got, you know, we got a big game coming up. So what, what, what happens is you have now, all of these players making all of this money and a lot of players... I'm sorry, you have a few players making a lot of money and a lot of players making little money. Where do you give that money to? Rookies. So when you go up and down a roster these days, Jeff, and you look at a roster in the NFL, whether it's the Chiefs or whomever you may take a look at their roster, start looking at the age and experience of the players. Okay? And you're going to see... Like, for example, I'm looking at the Chiefs roster right now. Okay. And if my math can be fast counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 10, 11, 12. They have 12 players who are rookies or one year. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11, almost 11 players, 10 or 11 players with two years of experience. So almost a third, more than a third of your roster is made up of players with less than two years, of, two years or less of experience. You go the other end. You've got Chad Henney, 15, Carlos Dunlap, 13. You only have three players, Jeff, three players on the Chiefs roster who have double-digit years of experience in the NFL. So what does that tell me? That tells me that when you're rounding out your roster and you're putting people on special teams – Who are you using? All of those guys that don't have a lot of experience. So where I'm going with this incredibly long dissertation on (laughs) on the salary cap, I got to give Dave Tobe a a little bit of a a off the hook here in that, you know, think about go just listeners, go out to the, look at the roster and look at the depth and length of the time in the league with the players. You don't have, like, I'm going to go back to players. My roommate, Greg Minuski, 15 years in the NFL, played like 10 snaps a season at linebacker, mm-hmm. but he was our special teams captain, right? You had players like Tracy Rogers. I had, there were tight, backup tight ends. You know, I, I think about guys like Derek Walker, you know, uh, Keith Cash played a lot of special teams, right? Mm-hmm. Because we didn't use the tight end position that H back a lot, Right. So you had all these like six, seven, eight-year backups playing special teams who were experienced players. And the NFL has completely flipped that narrative on its head. And and so I guess everybody can draw their own conclusions now where I'm going is that it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to, to do what a special team coach needs to do with the limited resources, you know, that he has, I know they threw Justin Watson in right to catch some passes, but you know, he's been playing an integral part in the offense. If he gets hurt, there goes another depth. I mean, I know same, you could say the same thing for sky Moore, but he's, you know, he's still a rookie. Um, and that's what you want rookies to be able to do is to contribute in that area. And, and I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's coming back to bite them a little bit. It's coming back to bite a lot of teams because they just don't have that depth, um, at special teams anymore
0: yeah and you know coach reed when he was asked about this he did say youth is a big factor um and maybe it hits the chiefs a little bit harder because like you said they have a quarterback who's deservedly making half a billion dollars and you know everyone was trying to um send uh daniel Sorensen, out of town while he was not very good in the secondary. He was a really good special team and they've lost yeah. some guys like that.
1: Um, but Jeff, when you hit, you know, when you hit four years under the new collective bargaining agreement with the union, when you hit four years, your salary jumps up exponentially. And if you've got to pay guys like Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, well, who are you going to round your roster out with? You know, guys making the league minimum. And once you hit four years and you're not a full-time starter, it's it's really hard to keep those guys around anymore.
0: All all valid points, really interesting stuff there, Joe. But um I, I still know the, the sky more thing. Yeah. Like I, I that that is a hard decision to def- defend. I know there, uh, Kadarius Tony was hurt. Uh, Justin Watson did kind of a, a so, he was doing a solid job as a punt returner. He was and I just that was that was questionable. And I think you're right that I think it's the youth, you know, I think he's still Still a good coach, Dave Tobe, but it is like teams are, they're always trying to steal possessions um, against the Chiefs. We saw the Jaguars attempt an onside kick and convert Colts uh, went for it on fourth. And now we saw the Rams do it. Teams are going to keep doing this. Like they've seen it's on tape. That's three instances I've mentioned where teams got an extra possession. So the Chiefs have to clean this up.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's a must. I mean, Marty, if there's anything that was emblazoned in my coaching brain, you know, as I went on to help coach and do some high school coaching, it, it was always getting in the coach's ear uh, where I was uh, where I was working that to 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 push special teams and to push that that third part of the game, that third leg of the stool, because you can, man. You can win games with special teams. You can just as quickly lose games with special teams, errors and and issues. And it can change a game, not just lose the game on points, but it also can change the momentum of a game, too, and lead to a loss if you're not careful. So, yeah, there's a lot of cleanup. And I'm sure if there's any coaching staff in the NFL that is going to listen to what's going on and pay attention – It's Andy Reid and his coaching staff. I thought you said there
0: was any coaching staff that listens to our podcast. I thought that.
1: Well, they're going to make sure that they, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I know that, you know. So, Andy, now that you're listening, make sure, clean up the special (laughs) team.
0: And now a word from ButcherBox. Joe, like uh, Bill Belichick uh, infamously said, and he actually saw this after the Patriots got smacked around by the Chiefs, on to Cincinnati. So we're on to Cincinnati yeah. a rematch. This, this should be an exciting game bet online has the chiefs favored by two points. Um, obviously a rematch of the AFC championship, get the, uh, the chiefs lost to the Bengals in overtime. The chiefs also lost uh, to Cincinnati toward the end of the regular season. I think this is going to be a really good game, Joe, but hard to bet. Now, I, I thought at the time there's no way the Chiefs are going to lose this AFC Championship game. They're not going to lose twice to the Bengals in a month. I'd be really, really shocked if they lost, you know, three times in a year. But again, that's the line of thinking I had uh, last time. But got to think that the Chiefs are going to be extra motivated, especially Patrick Mahomes, who did not, ha- who admit, who has repeatedly admitted how poorly he played in the second half of that
1: AFC Championship game. Yeah, and I, you know you got to give a little bit of credit to to the Bengals and not pin sure. it all on on Patrick. I I think you know y- you know they, they were they, they were they were rushing three, they're dropping eight because they knew the Chiefs weren't going to run the ball. I think with what Isaiah did against the Rams, um, what the running game is starting to shape up and look like. Um, I think I think the Bengals are going to have to defend this Chiefs team differently than they did in the second half of the Bengals game. That's when they made all their halftime adjustments, right? They made they made those big halftime adjustments and basically said, "All right, we're we're just going to let you try to beat us with the run." And the Chiefs never tried. They never, you know, even though they were only rushing three, they dropped eight in coverage, and you know it worked for the Bengals in in that game. I, I don't I don't think that the Bengals are going to have that luxury this year i think i think this is a this running games looking a little bit differently than it was last year so i'm kind of excited to see if the chiefs can keep you know 7 8 up in the box um to try to stop isaiah because it looks it sounds like he's going to get the bulk of the carries i just you know it just sounds like he's going to be the one um that they're going to they're going to go with,
0: with edwards the lair now injured uh, they they obviously have Melvin Gordon, but he just joined the team. So yeah,
1: that's that's going to gonna be a tough one. They could they could you know they could maybe in a week or two get him get him some in the mix. But I think I think what they're doing right now uh, in the run game and 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 just going back and looking at the Rams box score right and thinking about what the Chiefs did in 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 that game as far as spreading the ball around. My God, Patrick was out of his mind. Right when you think about you know the 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 number of receivers and how many targets they all had and how many catches they all had it was it was was stunning right i mean you know travis had four mbs four, juju three sky five justin two jody fortson two Jarek mckinnon three out of the backfield you know ronald jones isaiah had a you know couple each and then uh, one each and then no gray had two tar two passes so i mean my god when does that ever happen you know and and I think this is going to be a totally different uh, team that the Bengals are going to be looking at um, that 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 they looked at in the second half of of that game, which was you know which was kind of a you know not only sugarcoat it was a disaster.
0: Uh, and the Bengals they start at zero and two. They are kind of rounding into form. Their offensive line <laughs> seems to have come together, and they they've been banged up, but guys are getting healthier. Uh, Joe Mixon missed the last game, so did Jamar Chase. They might both be back. Um, they're, they're a good team they're, they're, you know, they're, I I was very surprised what happened last year, but the Bengals are a legit team. Joe, give us a matchup to watch and, and then also your prediction for this game.
1: Well, I, I, I'd have to say, um, if what I'm going to watch, you know, right out of the gate, two things, two things. When, when, when the chiefs have the ball, I want to see what they're going to do with the run. You Mm -hmm. know, are they going to uh Force Cincinnati to to not, you know just go into complete nickel and dime defense like right away like it you know, are they going to try to control the clock and and make linebackers come up? I think so I think look early to see what the Chiefs do in the running game and and what our offensive line can do against their D line and then what Patrick can do once things open up on on the other side of the ball, the one I'm most intrigued by is, is this Chiefs pass rush? You know, it was something that we talked about, Jeff, all off season, early in the season. Like, what are we going to do? How are we going to get to the quarterback? I mean, guys like Carlos Dunlap, everybody's stepping up and getting after the quarterback, right? And Chris Jones, it's helping Chris Jones, right? Because he's now
0: having a, it's helping him. And Jones by himself is having a spectacular year.
1: He, he is, and and he's and he's using. The game plan, Spags is using the game plan. Spags is using other players to free him up, and I'm really excited to see what our pass rush can do to Joe Burrow to get after him. You know, uh, we talked about that I think last year, right? That didn't wasn't there some kind of like crazy game before where they sacked Joe Burrow like nine times and their line was you know wasn't you know wasn't giving Joe Burrow a second back there. I, I think I think if we can get back to getting him out of his game, I think that's going to be one of the most important things um is, is just keeping him from gaining confidence. He's a confidence player, right He plays with he plays with a, a little bit of a, a you know a swagger and I think if we can get after him and make him question where guys are going to be coming from, I think that's what I would be looking for when when the Bengals have the ball.
0: Joe, that was gonna be my key too. That um the Bengals started out so poorly their offensive line, looking just like they did last year, despite a lot of offseason moves, Lyle Collins being probably the major one. Um but but they they've kind of solidified the Chiefs to that pass rush is looking really good. 13 sacks the last three games. So I really think it's gonna be in the trenches. And that that's you know, was one of the keys to the AFC championship loss. I mean, they couldn't Bring they had several times. You remember when Jones had Burrow in his grasp um when um they couldn't bring him down. So that I, I think too that's that's the the um gonna be the key to this game. Um and Joe, you know it's funny, we're talking about these rematches here. And again, I, I think the Chiefs win this in a close one. Um, but you know, like the Titans had all offseason. To seed the over, they were the number one seed. The Bengals came in there, mm-hmm. they sacked, um, the Titans sacked Joe Burrow's a ton of time, but Ryan Tannehill struggled, and the yeah. Bengals upset them. So they were played last week. I'm getting like the Titans have to have so much motivation. The Bengals still defeated them. So you never know. Joe, um, what's your prediction, and maybe give a little sense of the motivation of the players when you've lost to a team in the playoffs, that, um, how the, how the players, that, that motivation factor.
1: Yeah. We talk about that all the time, right, Jeff, you, you, you know, I live by the Marty Schottenheimer, um, you know, philosophy. The, the, the next game is, is your biggest game. And I, and I do, do believe that in every, every aspect of my life, I try to live that, you know, the next thing in front of you is the most important thing, but the big, but listen, Players are always putting circles on the calendar on certain games. I can't come on. They're 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 human beings who who are motivated all in different ways. And, you know, the fact that this team in one half of football kept the Chiefs from going back to the Super Bowl, you know, that that's it's it it stings. And I think I think whether players were looking past all the other games or not to to, to get to this game, this is definitely one of a few that were probably circled on a lot of players' calendars. I I, I have to admit it. Like, I know players shouldn't do that because you want to win them all and you want to treat every team with the respect they deserve. But you know that these guys are coming out with a chip on their shoulder about this game and they don't want – you know. and the coaching staff too. I'm sure the coaching staff was just as motivated by this game and what happened uh, last season to the Bengals twice – that they don't want that to happen again either. So I think there's a lot of extra motivation, not that you need extra motivation in professional sports, but you know, sometimes you do. And I think, I think they're going to come out, uh, re- you know, kind of loaded for bear. The, um, the score of this game, I think it's going to be an interesting one. I, I, you know, I know the, you know, is, is the chiefs were, were struggled a little bit in the red zone. I know they beat the Rams by a big margin, but I just felt like they probably should have scored more points in that game than they did. Um, so I, I think we're going to see a similar type score out of the chiefs. I think we're going to see like a 26 point game out of them because the Bengals are, you know, a little bit better than the Rams. Um, so I'm thinking like 26 to 21. I think the chiefs win this game. Um, I think the, you know, the Bengals are going to get on the board. Burrow is going to do burrow things and make some plays happen, especially if, Mixon's back and they can mix in the run game. No pun intended. Um <laughs> but uh I think I think it's it's definitely going to be a closer one than some of the other predictions I've given. I'm thinking like 26-21 Chiefs.
0: And the, uh, another matchup to watch too. I think Jamar Chase is going to be back. How healthy is he? He destroyed the Chiefs during their regular season matchup last um last year. Then they the Chiefs did better against him but they in the playoffs but they rolled a ton of coverage how will this new young secondary uh go against him and again uh patrick mahomes now a father of two curious to see how he does and you know he's been described by eric enemy as being a competitive then you know, a word ending in uh ck that yeah. you know what this is a family-friendly podcast that we won't use but he is so competitive Con. you think that he always seems to when there's he has an edge like that he raises his incredible level of play even more so God, you, you think that Mahomes comes out with a, a, another really good game here
1: yeah how about score what are you thinking
0: i i'm i'm thinking pretty close to what you're saying um i think it might be a little bit higher scoring um okay i'm saying you know 30 27 chiefs 30 okay. uh, 33-30 Chiefs, something like that. And I think the That's you know, I think the Bengals want to make it a low-scoring game. I think they they want to, you know, uh, muck it up a little bit. But um, you know, they, it's funny the, the the or it's interesting, I should say the Bengals are are um you know, people talk about Burrow and Chase and Mixon. It's a a very solid defense. Every every level. Um DJ Reader on the interior, Hendrickson and Hubbard. Uh, on the uh, defensive end, edge rusher Logan Wilson at linebacker. They've, mm-hmm. they've got a good secondary with Mike Hilton and Von Bell and Jesse Bates. Um, this is this is a complete team, and the Chiefs are going to have to play. If they play like they did against the Rams, um, the Bengals will win. Uh, the Chiefs and I, 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 the Chiefs will come out with a better effort, but they've they've got to play better than they did last week. That's for sure
1: what they have going of course the chiefs do too but i think the bengal's have just a uh, a little bit of a different kind of momentum going right mm-hmm. like the chiefs have a lot of ex, we'll call it expectation momentum right cuz everybody expected them to be here and at this point and so you know you lose a little bit of steam in that scenario but i think um, the bengal's you know they were down they were they were down a little bit and they're and they're rolling now um you know it was a big win over the titans You know they 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 they've always got to play play in a relatively you know tough division and uh, you know you know beating the Steelers uh, you know I I think I think they've you know handing handing it to the Panthers so you know I think it's I think they're rolling a little bit Um, you know I I, so I think that it's going to be a really good game I think the Chiefs are going to have their hands full for sure
0: Joe we started out the pod talking about Madden can we end it with uh, can we get can we get some Madden for me. We-
1: well, well, well. I don't know about that, Jeff. You got, you got the. It's a turkey. It's a duck. It's a turducken. It's a, it's a chicken. You know, I don't know. You got to get it all together. And a, a Valerio guy, the kid from Penn, he's scoring touchdowns. It's crazy. You know? so
0: <laughs> Well done. Well done. <laughs> well, we'll we'll we're here every week with your cheese information, yeah. and occasionally a great it, Joe Valerio impression.
1: There you go, there you go buddy.
0: Well, if you enjoy this show presented by Bat Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Joe, that was that was, I'm impressed. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.